Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the motivational podcast slash YouTube series and this one is headlined How I Lost 6 Stone in Weight Using Motivation, Motivational Podcasts, Motivational Speeches and much, much more. So make sure you watch, make sure you listen because this is getting recorded for YouTube and for your favourite podcast station. So this is the Motivational Podcast. Let's do it. So hello and welcome. My name is Cameron Young and I am the owner of the Motivational Podcast and I'm also the owner of and founder of MotivationalClothing.com that sponsors this show. So on this episode, this is our episode number two, we're talking about why I'm basically sat here because I lost all this weight. Now, I'm not just sitting here because I lost all of this weight, but it's one of the main factors and it's one of the main reasons why I decided to start MotivationalClothing.com and realised that to be able to sit here and to be able to chat to you guys, you must have experience and you must be able to help others as many as much ways as in as much ways as possible so my aim over the next coming episodes is to be able to teach you help you and also give you advice on how to lose weight how to have a healthier lifestyle and to let you know the ups and downs of everything that goes along with it So let's start from the very beginning and the reason why I decided at the time it was time to lose weight. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, you're probably thinking, yes, you're still not six-pack material, you're still not the skinniest person in the world, but that's because I'm not, I'm still on that journey, and my next phase of the journey is actually starting today. I'm about to embark on the keto diet for one week to see what it's like. I will be also uh, referencing on YouTube and in the podcast and I will talk about what I liked, what I didn't like and how I felt and that will be in the coming episodes. So let's talk and let's dive in. So I can tell you the exact date. The reason why I know this exact date and the reason why I know it changed my life was because in the last episode I told you before lockdown I was a full-time magician and I actually sold out a theatre of over 800 people back in March 8th, 2019. March 8th, 2019, I sold out a theatre to 650 people and it was an amazing show. The show went so well, and then I got the photos back. Oh, and just on a side note, not only is March 8th a good date, because that's the date my daughter is due, March 8th, 2021. So it's a great date. But on March 8th, 2019, I got the photos back. Straight after the show, all the people in the audience sending me photos. It was like a mini celebrity. And I think it was about 50 photos that I was sent from people that were watching the show, from family members, from friends. I think I liked one of them. Because it was an angle where I didn't look big. And that's just how I felt. Now, I'm not saying that where I was was huge, but to me, I was sitting at 18 stone. I just wasn't happy. And then I realised... Three months before that show was the day I started to announce that show. And people were telling me, three three months isn't long enough to sell out a show. And I managed to do it. 
And that's what went through my head that night. I'd finished off and I went to the pub. It was the first thing I did. And I'm sitting there with a few of my friends, a couple that were even at the show. And they said to me, what a brilliant show. And they were showing me photos. And again, it, it hit me again. I was sitting going, I'm not happy. I'm so not happy. So I decided it was time to make a change. So I finished my pint and I went home. That night, I started doing some research. I started watching YouTube videos. I started looking at what I already done in my diet. I was eating whenever I wanted, whenever I felt like it. I was, if I went to, for a meal, I would have three courses of unhealthy foods. I was not drinking enough water, not getting enough sleep, and I wasn't happy. I'd just sold out the best show of my life. I just had this amazing moment that happened, but yet I was somehow not happy. And that might sound ungrateful, that might sound like some people's dreams, but I genuinely wasn't happy. So I decided it was time to lose all this weight. So it started off the following morning, I'd got up in the morning and I went straight to the gym. Now, at my local gym, there was these scales in the, the left-hand side corner. I remember them. They're still there. Um, and it was up in a place called Dunfermline. I would walk in the front door and you would have to pay, I think it was a pound, and you got your BMI and your weight. Now, I know these aren't always accurate, but I felt like if I used the same set of scales every time, then at least I could get a rough indication of how it's going. And not only that, I am a firm firm believer it is all about what you see in the mirror to rather than the scales so please believe in that as well so i stood on the scales and it read well it read 18 stone zero so i don't know exactly what that is in pounds i should have checked before the podcast started but 18 stone you could easily find the converter online but considering i'm five foot nine 18 stone i was overweight very overweight for my size and I decided you know what it's time so that day I hit the gym I'd done a 45 minute session and I was absolutely knackered and I mean absolutely knackered and then I went for a wee swim and when I walked out of that gym yeah I was absolutely knackered drained on my feet could barely I couldn't tell you how much hard work I put into that gym session and I walked out of that gym and I felt the happiest I'd felt in a long time knowing that I was fighting for something that I really wanted and that was this weight loss so I decided you know what it's time to it's it's time to do do this it's time to keep doing this every week so I remember it was a it was a Saturday morning that I went to the gym because the, the show was on a Friday and every Saturday morning I would be weighing myself on the scales and obviously at that time that's all I believed in was the scales and to be fair when you are carrying a fair bit of weight it is nice to be able to see on the scales how much you are losing and weight wise I wouldn't eat before I'd go to the gym on that morning I'm not saying I'm a medical researcher or anything like that but that's what I would do I wouldn't eat and that means every week I had the same advantage I had the same I'd always be wearing shorts I'd always be wearing a t-shirt I would never be wearing jeans and a hoodie so I'd always know exactly that I was wearing the right stuff so I had no excuses so if I gained weight one week I would know it's not the clothing because I know people would go 
oh, if you're wearing that hoodie, at least gains two pounds, when I could never do that. I would always wear shorts and a t-shirt. I would always take my shoes off. I would always keep my socks on. And I would always weigh myself in every Saturday from then on. And so day two came along and I woke up and I was a bit sore because obviously I had been training for years. I've played many sports, but it had been a while because I'd been so focused on this show. It'd been at least six months since I was properly training. So I decided it was time to go for a run. Now, the one thing I'd never got into before was running. It was something I absolutely hated. I was not a big fan of it at all. But I decided, you know what? This time I'm going to get into running and I'd love to be able to run a marathon. So in my head, watching all these videos, I'd, I'd done the same again the night before. I was looking at all these videos and all these things that I could be doing and all these motivational videos of celebrities or famous people that were doing this and I thought you know what right let's go and do it so I decided it was time to start with a 5k so most people do couch to 5k I I didn't want to do that I wanted to start at the 5k on day one but that's just what I'm like and who I am and I, I can't help that so I remember the first time I done it within about three or four minutes I was knackered out of breath I had sore legs, I had a really tight lower back and I honestly wanted to give in within about two or three minutes. But I never, and the time I had was 39 minutes 43 seconds because I had it written down, it was 39 minutes 43 seconds, I found it in one of my books and I have the, I was using an app um, which was brought out by Under Armour I believe where basically you can go out and it's called Track My Run and I was using that and it was 39 minutes and I was quite happy with that because I didn't know what a good time was. I never experienced a 5k run before. It was it was something new but again it was a goal. So I thought you know what this is working really well but I remember on the third day I had no motivation left because they always say it takes three weeks to get into a routine. Now at this moment I was not in a routine. I was just running, hitting the gym and saying that for the first month I wasn't really in a routine but I got up on day three and I went to the gym and by the time I'd finished the gym session I felt amazing, I was confident, I, I'd felt this sense of achievement because I'd done it. I was listening in my ears from every time I went for a run or any time I hit the gym unless I really wasn't in the mood for listening to it but I was already motivated I would be listening to motivational soundtracks I would be listening to motivational speeches I would be listening to podcasts about motivation I would be listening to anything that could get me going when I'm running I have the music blaring in my ears telling me you can do this and it always seemed to help me and it was always the motivation that managed to get me through now I was about a month into it and I was on Facebook and at this point I was already about three quarters of a stone down and I was over the moon and then I seen a person I went to school with a few years back before I'd left school and he was in a brilliant physical shape and he put a wee thank you up to his personal trainer. So I clicked on the link to his personal trainer and I sent the personal trainer a message. And within three days, I had my first ever personal training session. His name was Rory, uh, or his name is Rory. And we met up, we went to the gym, we talked about my weight, we talked about how much weight I'd lost, we talked about my goals, and we talked about how I was going to achieve them. 
Now, the one thing that Rory taught me was, and it was a massive, massive helping, massive step in the, the weight loss and the achieving of the weight loss was goals. And I'm going to be doing a whole episode on goals, but he says, if you have one main goal, you need another 30 before you get there. So for example, let's do it in a different aspect. Say you wanted to raise a thousand pound. Your first goal might be to hit a tenner. The second goal might be to do that five times in a row. The next time would be maybe you want to hit £250 and you get an achievement when you've done that. Then it would be £500. Then maybe six, seven fifty, and then go for the 1000 So you've got all these little goals and eventually you'll get there. So this is what he was explaining to me. He said, right, at this moment I would have been sitting at around about... 17 stone three pounds four pounds something around about then and he said to me right your first milestone is you want to be below 17 stone so you've got two weeks and we're going to meet up again and he he gave me all these plans and told me how to train and i did i stuck to the plans what to eat so i did for two weeks every day i was in the gym even on my rest days i'd go for a walk maybe a little jog i was doing at this point, a gym session or a run. And then two weeks later, I'd exceeded that goal. I was sitting about five pounds below what he asked me to be, which was amazing. The feeling I got when I stood on the scales, because he told me, do not stand on the scales until you're in front of them, until we're back in the gym. So I did that. So we're both in over the moon. And he sent me a new challenge. And this was a new goal. So the new goal was to get below 16 stone. But he also wanted me to get to a stage where I could do a 45 minute gym session and then a 5k four times a week. So the next morning I got up, I'd done my 45 minute gym session. Bearing in mind I didn't push as hard as I was before because I was doing a lot of free weights, a lot. I was going a wee bit lighter just so I had enough energy left in my system to do the 5k. So when I got to the 5k, I always went round to my grandparents' houses. I would drop my car off there and there was a nice 5k run around that area. I managed to beat the 38 minutes, 39 minute time with that 5k after a 45 minute gym session than I could do on day two. And that sense of achievement, because I'd hit that goal that he asked me to do, I decided that every single day I would do a 45 minute gym session with either a 5k beforehand or afterwards. If it was raining, I would go and do 5k on the treadmill and then I'd go to the gym. If it wasn't raining, I would do the gym and then I'd go outside in the sun, hopefully, and hit that 5k run. But my other goals started to kick in. I got asked to find other goals by myself. So I already had this hit sub 16 stone mark, but I also had the goal of you need to get out there and you need to get other people to find your goals. So my dad has his own company and I went up to see him and I never even thought anything about this. And at this point we were sitting chatting and I told one of his colleagues about 
what I was doing, the training I was having, the that I've lost weight, I, I was getting complimented left, right and centre, which felt amazing. And he turned around to me and says, well, no one knew. And obviously I've known this man for many years and I'm one of these people that likes to do things like selling out the show. He said to me, this time, no one knew, you're going to be doing like a sub 25k, so a sub 20 minute 5k. And it got me thinking, I went, I probably think I could do that, like, I don't think it would be that hard, I think, sitting at about 35 minutes after a 45 minute run, I'm sitting in about, or 45 minute gym session, I'm sitting at about a, a good 30 minute one if I'm, if I'm before, so I'm only 10 minutes off, so I sat and done the calculation on my phone and worked out if I could do a 4 minute 1k, but do that 5 times, I could do a, a 20 minute 5k. So that was my new goal. I actually stopped thinking about the weight loss. So let's let's cut here. We're gonna we're gonna talk about something for a second, and it's probably a big thing that you're all thinking, right? You've got the motivation, you've got the time, you've been able to do it all. So why are you not talking about diet, and, and why are you not talking about how you had all this free time? So we'll start off in the time frame, and then we're gonna go to diet, and then we'll go back to this story. So time wise. Time was a very good thing for me. Um, being an entertainer, I had a lot more free time. I was always working at the weekends when you, the average person would be working during the week. So I could go drop my fiance off at work, I would go for a run. Or I could... I always had some point during the day where I could hit the gym. But again, I needed the motivation for that. But that's no excuse for anyone because now working a full-time job, running a company, still hitting the gym. So it's no excuse for anybody. But you need to make sure you tailor it. But the one thing I noticed and it was the best thing that helped me lose a lot of weight was, for example, if I started work at 10am, I used to have a meeting sometimes at 8 in the morning and it would go until 9, quarter past 9. An average person or someone normal would turn up, they'd leave their meeting at quarter past nine, they'd go away, grab a coffee and go to work for ten. Well, I didn't. Uh, It would take me 15 minutes to get to my grandparents' house. I would go for a 15-minute sprint, jump in a shower for five minutes and take ten minutes to get to work. Any time I could find an opportunity to do a workout, I was doing one. Any opportunity. Whether I had 20 minutes before I was going to go to bed, I would do sit-ups, press-ups. Whether I was... I always had a goal of the day. So every day I would aim to, right, today I want to do 45 minutes in the gym and I want to do my 5k run. So for example, if I do a 5k run but only manage to do 30 minutes in the gym, I would make sure I do another 15 minutes in the gym when I get home. So it wouldn't be maybe a gym session, but it would maybe be like a... I'd do... 50 press-ups, 50 burpees, skip for five minutes. I I would find a way around that. But that was down to my mentality. And at that moment, I've never been more mentally involved in anything in my life. The diet-wise, I was no nutritionist. Neither was my personal trainer. He was giving me advice. But basically, we've done it based on calories. This is the way we've done it. Again, I'm not saying this is a medically proven one. And as of tomorrow, I'm going to be doing the keto diet. And I don't. And there's lots of people that are for and against that. But I'm doing that for this YouTube channel to discuss the keto diet so you can hear more about it. But 
we done it on calories. But we realised that we couldn't just drop it straight down to the lowest it could physically be on day one. We realised that you would have to gradually lower it. So to start with, I, we worked out exactly how many calories I was using and I think it was between 2,000, around about 2,000 calories a day to 2,200 if I wasn't training and then up to about 2,005 to 2,700 calories a day if I was training. So we decided we want to be in a deficit every single day and that's how it always seems to work and we will be doing a, a podcast and YouTube video about calorie deficits but calorie deficit basically means if your body burns 2000 calories a day naturally and you eat 1500 calories you're going to be in a 500 calorie deficit and that's how you lose weight the average people well what i've heard from people is that it takes a thousand calories to lose a pound of body fat i don't know if that's true but that's the way that's a mentality i kind of had so every single time I was out training, I was thinking, right, how many calories have I burned? And that's where this app and the treadmill really helped. It didn't give me exact, but it gave me rough. So if I was doing 5K one day at a certain speed, I maybe burned 300 calories. So when I knew that I'd already done 300 calories, my, my gym workout was probably a good 300 calories. So I was 600 calories I'd burned already. Based on the fact that I was allowed to eat 2,200 calories, at that moment, I was allowed to eat 2,800 calories. So if I was to eat 1,800 calories, I'd be like a pound down every day. That was kind of the rough way. And I know that was a very confusing thing I've just said, but hope you started to understand that. And then I realized it was about eating the right foods. Just because I could eat 2,000 calories doesn't mean I could go and eat three Mars bars and have nothing else for the rest of the day. I needed nutrition, and I also needed to look at the carbs the proteins and the vegetables side of things. So I decided to start cutting out carbs um, because I was on a weight loss and I wasn't like trying to build as much muscle as like a bodybuilder was, I was trying to um, use up my energy. And because I was running so much, I was like maybe having porridge or rice, which is your body finds it easier to break down energy and porridge releases energies throughout the day. I would eat lots of eggs, meats, vegetables and again I'm not saying this was a perfect the way of doing it but it was a way that I found best. So that was a wee breakdown of the diet that was a really fast few minutes of me going over what I done I don't say it was the most the way forward I'm not saying it was a guaranteed hit but it was what I done so I'm going to explain to you more about this in a future podcast where the whole podcast will be about diet and how I managed to do my nutrition but as I say I'm about to do the keto diet starting from um, today so we're going to start doing the keto diet so I'm going to do seven days so I can post about it, YouTube it, tell you if I enjoyed it, tell you how I feel, tell you how everything's going but also be able to see if I enjoy it because if it's something I enjoy which is similar to what I was doing before then you never know it might be something I could stick to because to be honest I have gained a little bit of weight um, since I lost all the eight stone and during that lockdown period I have gained some weight so I'm back now training hard and getting the motivation in life again. So now let's go back to the story and where we were at. So obviously I have talked about how far I was coming along in training. I now has a personal trainer. The personal trainer was Rory who was helping me out big style and we were meeting up once or twice a month 
at this moment, a lot of chat online, but he was sending me my workouts, my training every single week. Every week I was getting my training and I was sticking to it. There'd maybe be the odd exercise I'd maybe have to message him out or phone him about or YouTube, watch the YouTube videos on how it was done. But every week I would stick to what he was telling me. But the thing I enjoyed the most about it and the thing that was helping me was I wasn't just sticking to it. Because it was a lot of cardio-based work and a lot of cardio-based effort, I realised it's not just about doing that as if if I've got to the end of the workout, I've done my 5k, I've done my 45 minute gym session and I'm still filled with energy, then I would do something else. I started to progress my 5k's over that month because obviously I had this 20 minute or sub 20 minute 5k goal. That was that was the biggest goal that I'd put for myself since I started. That is not an easy goal to hit. So every day I was trying and I remember hitting the the sub 30 which was really good and then I got to 28 and then I got to 27 then I got to 25 minutes and it kind of plateaued for a little while. So I remember meeting up with Rory and this would have been around about July time. Now I went on holiday at the start of July. It was just for one week or six days and I was really good with my diet. When I was over there I'd had the odd thing but nothing special like not I wasn't I was eating a healthy lifestyle on holiday I had one night where I drank a lot more than I should have done and when I came home I weighed myself and I'd gained three pounds but these were three pounds that took me two weeks to lose beforehand and I was so depressed and I was saying what's all this hard work that as soon as I was eating a little bit extra I would gain it and that's the thing about this the way I was doing my weight loss is easy to gain. You need to be physically st- stuck at it. It's a lifestyle. But again, you also need to stop looking so much at the scales. And that is where that realisation came in. If I keep looking at the scales, I'm not happy. Because if it goes up a pound one week and goes down a pound the next week, then you're not going to be happy. So when I met up with Rory, we were in the centre of Edinburgh in the gym. He said to me, right, that's it. No more. Get home take your scales out of your bathroom and bin them. Get rid of them. He says the only time you will do a weigh-in is when you're here in the gym. And that's going to help with two things. And I was like, okay, that's going to help with two things. What two things is it going to help with? He says the first thing is going to be is you're going to be that determined to make sure these scales drop that you're going to fight twice as hard because when you come back into this gym, you're not going to have a clue at what weight you are, so you're going to be trying to prove me wrong. So it was helping you mentally. And he says, two, he says, we're not going to meet up for four weeks. So for the next four weeks, you're going to train your back side off, but it's also going to help you mentality because you're going to probably start wanting to stand on the scales every single day and it's going to get you out of that routine. So I didn't stand on a scale for an entire month. At the end of that month, I was sitting at a 22 minute 5k. 22 minutes. So at this point, we were we were talking, we were going into the, it was like the start of August, like the first 
few days in August. I remember because we're about to start the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Now, if you watched my last episode, and at the very start of this, I discussed about how I was a magician. And in 2019, I did do two shows at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, starting on the second week of August. And it ran for 20 days, the shows I was doing. So not only that, I had to go and buy a new suit, which was amazing because I went all the way from up at a 38 to 40 waist and I was sitting now down at a 32 to 30 waist. With the current weight where I am right now, I'm sitting between 32 and 34. So even although I have gained a little bit of weight recently, I already know using all this motivation that I'm still four sizes down and this is where the scale doesn't always help. Now, I know I've gained muscles since I started training. I know I've gained all these wee things. And yes, it's all down to the mirror now. Because the reason for this is, yes, I may have put on a wee bit on waist. But I'm not halfway back to where I was. I'm less than halfway back to where I was. So it shows that even though I've gained a bit of weight, it's not all bad. So yes, I met up with Rory at the start of August. And we got on the scales. I was sitting at 14 and a half stone. So in that month, or it was like three weeks, because I had the holiday at the start of July, in the three to four weeks, I'd lost near enough a stone. It just showed that that hard work, that determination, that trying to prove somebody that I could do it, helped more than anything. Like, it helped massively. So... Carrying on this story, the Edinburgh Fringe hit, and this was a really difficult time because it wasn't difficult, I was having the most amazing time, but 20 days of shows, I was doing on average two to three shows a day, but I had to be like holding, getting the train into Edinburgh every morning, I had to make sure I had all my luggage, after the show, people wanted to meet up with you for a drink afterwards, trying to keep as healthy as possible while you were walking around Edinburgh, flyering your show, running about like a a headless chicken to be honest and trying to still hit the gym so I do remember that every day I had a show my shows tend to start at seven o'clock there were some at six but it was mainly seven o'clock and then a nine o'clock show so I would get up in the morning I would hit the gym I would do my 5k run and then I decided from that moment onwards it was time to get ready to go to Edinburgh, start flying the show, start selling tickets and start working on the show. I was struggling with diet but I found out in Starbucks they'd done a chicken and avocado wrap and trust me, they helped me a lot. They're probably not the healthiest thing in the world but they gave me enough energy to go through the day and probably burning more calories than I ever had burned since I started the workouts at that moment because not only was I doing my 5k my gym session but I was also running about like a headless chicken on the Royal Mile in Edinburgh handing out leaflets and flyers for three hours a day I was also doing the show which has to give up some amount of energy the amount of running about I was doing so my guess I was probably burning off three and a half thousand calories per day for 20 days I got to the end of the fringe and to be honest I was expecting to be knackered and I wasn't I really really wasn't I was actually fine and it finished up on the 24th of August. I remember that because I remember doing my closing show and I was sitting at home and I was sitting going, my birthday was the 26th of August. Two days before my birthday, I was like, what an achievement I've done. 
So what's next? I had loads of gigs booked in, loads of shows booked in. My birthday was a Monday. It sucked. <laughs> birthday on a Monday. It's like the worst day to have a birthday. So I celebrated during the Fringe. All my friends came through to Edinburgh. Final show. We all went out. Had a really good night. And I met up with Rory on the Sunday. The Sunday was the 25th of August. It was a Sunday. We sat down together. And in the 20 days, I got below 14 stone. So I, I can't remember exactly. I'm sure it was like 13 stone 9. 13 stone 10. And I was ecstatic, over the moon. So after chatting to Rory, at that moment he said to me, right, Cammy, this is where you need to realise all these wee goals, all these small things add up. So if you have a week, a goal every two weeks, but you get excited for your next goal, but you've got one massive goal, for example, I was training my best to get this sub 25k. I was doing that every day, but that was a long distance goal. And if I got halfway through and I was struggling, I'd maybe give up. But because I also had all these other small little goals, it was getting me through. For example, just now I'm about to start the keto diet. My aim is to lose weight. So right now, there's no point in me just saying I want to get down to 12 stone again. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say to myself, I want to do the keto diet and hope it works. And if it works, then I'm going to do two weeks. And then from there on in, I want to get that 5k back to 25 minutes. And then I'm going to go for back to 24 minutes. And all these little goals and little achievements add up so fast. If you tried this for like two months, it's a way I honestly found so, it was the most helpful thing I'd ever done. So we sat down with Rory at that moment in time and we basically said, what is it you're going to be working on now? Like, what's the next thing you're going to be, you're going to be doing? Well, I told him it was my birthday the next day and I was, I literally that day decided to go on my phone and book tickets for a show in London. So I booked flights in the morning, which were returning in the evening and I was going to a magic show that I'd always wanted to go to in London. It was the last ever show, um, and I managed to get a ticket and I thought, you know what? I've got nothing else to do. All my friends and family were at work. I'm going to fly down to London. So I did. I flew down to London the next day. It was an amazing show. But Rory said to me, on that day, you can eat as much crap as you like. And I mean, you're talking cakes, sweets, biscuits, pizzas, burgers, the lot. But that's one day. And I says, well, why? He says, because it's all about lifestyle. And it's all about setting goals. So, for example, if you start your year on January 1st, right, and right now we're sitting at January 2nd in Scotland just now, and um, this will probably be going out on January 3rd or January 4th, so you all get to see this, but if we start our year just now, and we say our next cheat meal could be on the 20th, you've got something to look forward to for the 20th, or you say you're allowed a cheat meal once a week. Or you say to yourself, right, you know what? If you can do that 10K, you can have this. He was saying, if you set on a weight loss journey, if you're trying to lose, say, eight stone or six stone like I did, your goals are setting as many goals as possible. One, because you get a sense of achievement every time you hit it and the motivation flows through you and you become more motivational to hit your next goal. So, for example, if you want to lose a stone in weight. You could probably put about 30 goals in the way there. 
On day one, you do a 30-minute 5K, so your aim is to be down at 25 minutes. You also want to make sure you're calorie consistent for three weeks. You also want to make sure that your water intake is this. Every time you do that, for a week, you get this achievement. And if you do 10 different goals, by the time you hit it, one, it'll feel like you've not just hit one goal, it'll feel like you've sent 100 goals, and it's a sense of achievement. So it got me thinking, and I do remember on my birthday, I did, I had a hot chocolate as soon as I hit the airport, I had, I think I had a little small cake bar from Starbucks in the morning, I had something, um, some cheesy toasty on the, the plane, I even remember going to a coffee shop because it was a bank holiday I arrived on, so all the shops were shut apart from your supermarkets or your Starbucks, so I got to a, a a different coffee shop that was down in London and I remember having this amazing big chocolate cake so it was literally chocolate upon chocolate upon chocolate and the thing is that's not even usually my craving but it was just that day so I'm friends with one of the members in this show and we met up for a coffee just before we began and we were talking a lot about our stage presence and how we can be on stage and how I could possibly join the show and he was complimenting on me on how much weight I'd lost and it felt amazing and at that moment I realised I'd already ate about two and a half thousand calories and it was two o'clock. The show was going to be on about four and I was going straight away from a flight straight afterwards so I was chatting to him and he's called Chris, sitting chatting for a good hour. And when he left, it was about an hour before the show, I had an hour to sit by myself in this coffee shop, I realised that what was the point in eating all this cake when it was all that hard work? So I kind of realised that one of the other lessons I'd learned was it's all about moderation, it's all about when you want it, but it's also about do you really need it? Now I'm not saying don't ever have it again and I think I was in that mindset of I've not had a sweet or a cake in like six months that I really need it now. That was kind of the motivation I hit. So not only that, going back to the day before, me and Rory were sitting chatting and he says we want you to set a massive goal, like a milestone. And now bearing in mind I was trying to do a 365 day weight loss. So it was 8th of March we started, or sorry it was the 9th of March we started because it was the day after my show and we wanted something done for the 9th of March and that is where I decided to sign up for a marathon. Now the marathon was called the Glen Tress Marathon up and down the snowy mountains and it was the hellish, it was awful, it was so hard but I'm about to tell you the build up to that marathon just now. So I get home from my birthday and I refuse to step on the scales for them until I met Rory again. We're meeting Rory on the, the second week of September, on the second week of September when we met up with him, I just hit it. But I didn't announce it. I didn't put it on Facebook until the next day because I hit it the day before I was away to see Rory. And you're probably thinking, what did he hit? What was it he just hit? I hit my sub 25k. My sub 25k. Yep, you heard me. 25k. 19 minutes 56 seconds was my first ever sub 5k and I had nailed it. I was over the moon and I'd never been happier about an achievement because that wasn't just a small achievement that was one of the long ones that all the small achievements all the small goals related to so we i went into rory and i showed him the time and he freaked out not only that when i stood on the scales because i realized that day he said how much did you pick out and i told him about the 2000 extra calories i had 
but I still worked out because I went to the gym that day that I was still on a calorie deficit because I trained that hard and I didn't eat that much more because I thought about what I was eating and I didn't go and binge eat when I got home that I managed to keep it the way it was and by the time I'd seen Rory I was down about 13 stone. Now the journey between September and March was a difficult one. I started training a bit harder, I started eating a little bit more um, so my, my weight was up and down and up and down and genuinely was like a yo-yo. It was a very, very different, difficult journey. It was a very hard six months of training, workouts, um, just trying to get everything so it was ready for this massive hard marathon I was training longer eating more but I had to try and get used to the balance of food because I didn't I was trying to work out what fuel to have but I was changing my diet slightly and adding more carbohydrates but then I was eating the same amount of calories and carbohydrates but I was gaining weight because it was more fuel and I even though I was burning it it was just a really weird composition for my body to do but the thing that I had the most and I think the marathon killed it was I got used to eating again I got used to eating so much more carbs that my body wanted to, got addicted to it. At Christmas time, I started eating a little bit more sugar and my body got addicted to it. And it was all I could think about. All I wanted to eat was the sugar, the fats, the, the starch, the everything that was going along with all this bad, not good for you food. So I decided I'd still do the marathon and I managed to achieve it. I just on Britain's Got Talent. And when I hit Britain's Got Talent in January, because I was still aiming to lose weight, I was still sitting about where I was, if not even lower. I think I was about 12 and a half stone at this point. And I looked, I, I'll even say it, I looked the best, the best shape I've ever looked in my life. On camera, I was proud. I was really happy. Standing next to Aunt Dex, I'm in Kibble. I looked the best shape I'd ever looked in. So as I say, in March, it was the end of the 365. The February month was the hardest. I mean, so hard that you you wouldn't believe it. I decided that I had to achieve this last physical goal that I had. And it was like the first goal, but it was also the last one. The last physical goal I had was I wanted to be down at 12 stone. Two weeks before the marathon, I hit it. I hit the, the 12 stone mark. But the issue I had was... I'd lost a lot of energy, a lot of energy, so I spent about two weeks after that bulking and the weight went on so fast that I think by the time I hit the marathon I was near enough 13 stone within two weeks and nearly gained a stone, now yes that would have been water weight, yes that would have been extra things, but it just shows that it's now down to the mirror and I could see more of my muscles at this point, I could see more of what was going on at this point because obviously I was eating the carbs that was basically pumping the fuel around my body and then when I'd done the marathon, I slipped him by my knee and then lockdown hit the week afterwards and I hit a state of depression to be honest so I went from 18 stone down to 12 stone and I think the happiest way I was at was probably 13 stone 12 and a half to 13 stone but I think that end phase of me doing the marathon hurting my knee going straight into lockdown and all the gyms closing was not a good factor so I've just told you how I lost my six stone in weight. Now currently I'm sitting um, just below 15 stone and 
with this show and the motivation, the motivational podcast that we've just launched. This is going to be where I'm going to be showing you my journey along with introducing you to many other people such as my friend Dan who was working very hard during the lockdown to keep his weight down to keep the training high. even done 5k every day for a month for charity. We've also got how I lost all the weight and how I'm about to lose it all again. My aim is the 12 and a half stone this time. I'll be setting all these goals with yourself. For example, my first goal with you all is I'm going to be starting the keto diet as of today to try this for the next week and I want to start with the the, the scales I know it's not all about the scales but I think when I'm at this stage it's going to have to be to start with to show you all to tell you if I enjoyed it if I didn't enjoy it if I'm feeling the difference in energy because I'm not having as much carbs whether I'm feeling down or whether I'm feeling well up whether my training is affected when I do training every day because at the moment I'm training very hard as well So yeah, that is the end of this podcast. Now, as I say, it was a very challenging year. There was ups, there was downs, and I did hit some amazing achievements from being on Britain's Got Talent, doing a marathon, losing the weight, getting in a sub 25k. And it just shows if you put your mindset to it, you can achieve it, but sometimes you can go too far. Now, I believe if there was no such thing as a lockdown and if I didn't hurt my knee during the marathon, I would still be at that weight at this moment in time. Unfortunately, I did have a very, very sore knee. Um, I actually damaged the, the insides of my knee at the very start of March in lockdown and it's only just starting to heal now. So I've been out running the last few days and I weighed in a swell. So as I say, this is the Motivational Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you follow us. And this show is sponsored by MotivationalClothing.com where you can get all your um, all your merchandise for free. Well, for free, you can't get merchandise for free. You can get all your merchandise for your gym workouts, your running, your training, your hard working. And not only that, you get free UK shipping. So yes, make sure you go and check them out. That's motivationalclothing.com. And my name is Cameron Young. I'm the owner and founder of the Motivational Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you liked my journey because I know it was a very, very different one because I told you the truth. It's not easy. When you eat a little bit of extra food, you can put on weight. So I think setting monthly goals, weekly goals and daily goals is the best way forward. Goal setting is a must and we will be having an episode all about goal setting in the very, very near future. So we've went on for the last 46 minutes and I hope you enjoyed it. Speak to you all soon.